I was thinking that we haven't talked on this podcast recently about the MCU, which is like one of our bread and butters. <laughs> it's, has it not just now grown outside of our control and scope, though? Yeah, I get, I, you know, I am a little, the reason I bring it up is because. I, I, we can talk about it all day, but that's the problem. I think now it's like, it's, it used to be what could be, ah, let's talk about this for 15, 20 minutes. Now it's like, ah, fuck. It feels like we need like eight separate episodes to break down shit now. Well, I, the reason I bring it up was, uh, I'm sort of semi-interested in Wakanda Forever, which is start airing like Friday, like potentially today that you're listening oh yes i mean the big tent poles are fun the big movies are fun right like yeah what else is there like why else are you going to a movie theater now yeah right? <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah not to not to shit on like the movie going <laughs> experience but isn't that hollywood's doing <laughs> like, yeah yeah I, mean, I, I hate how they always blame us but then it's like they put out something like top gun and we make it into like a billion dollar movie because we just want to see things fly over our heads loudly yeah you know what i would go to see in the theater if it were there Owl or weird or whatever it's called the yeah, weird owl movie yeah, okay. i would totally go to a theater to see that yeah there's a lot of movies that i would still go to see <laughs> here's yeah. the problem. You know what I mean? Here's the issue. Uh, I guess people are feeling old again, eh? Like a lot of mm-hmm. things are happening where where people are like in the old. And one of the things about like in the old is, man, it was really fun when like the studios making the movies weren't so worried about getting subscribers every quarter for their streaming service. Because there was a time when they were just focused at making movies that were good yeah. enough. Like, that was quality control in itself, right? Like, the idea of, like, let's make a movie that's so good, people are going to leave their houses. That part's yeah. left the equation, I think, right? Like, now it's like, make a movie just good enough that they stick on our platform and then go to the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, the bar has dropped so fucking fast. They shouldn't, they shouldn't let uh, production companies like that sell streaming services. Like it should, oh, it, it's yeah. like letting Weston buy Loblaws, you know, like it. <laughs> Too late for that one, huh? It's just like, uh, it's like a, the production company that's making the content shouldn't, you know, they should make yeah. it for services to stream it. <laughs> and, and like, and if they do, they should, uh, you know, if you're going to make a streaming service, you gotta, you should be separating things, right? Like you should kind of be like, well, we're still going to. We're still going to have to put everything in a theater first or something, right? Like something has to happen. Not to be that guy, but it's like, man, I didn't think I'd be one of the guys who's like, man, shortening the theatrical windows really made the movie going experience suck. <laughs> like, it's what? I didn't think I would care, but it's, I don't know. It's kind of like Loblaws buying shoppers. <laughs> Loblaws is pretty big, huh? <laughs> yeah, they bought everything. Um, I kind of want it to be like the way... Uh, video game, the video game console war is like, I want, uh, exclusive rights at like different streaming services. They kind of have that, right? But it doesn't feel yeah. as no. dirty as like PlayStation buys Naughty Dog and like, you know, like with like Xbox buys Act- Activision and stuff. People are like, oh, yeah. those fuckers. Like, <laughs> I mean, but it's going to happen, right? Like, eventually it's going to be. See, it's not so bad in the console world because what? You just need to buy three consoles. Right? So it's like you have an Xbox, you'll get all the Xbox exclusives. You got a PlayStation, you'll get all the PlayStation exclusives. You got a Switch, you'll get whatever the fuck Switch puts out. All your Mario stuff. (laughs) Nintendo, yeah. Right? Like all your Mario goodies. But I guess that's what's happening in the streaming world, but there's more than three, right? Yeah. So Paramount's like, yeah, that's fine. You guys love us? Just come get your shit directly from us. And it's like, Paramount Plus? No. That should just be stuff that's on Netflix. Yeah. So, not to always shit on Netflix, John, and I'm going to, though. (laughs) Uh, I know we're at, like, episode 115. Oh, do Uh, you want to introduce the show really quick? I'll I'll give it a shot. So, as we welcome everyone to episode 115, uh, series 3, episode 15. Is that right? Yeah. Did I do that right? Yeah, I think you did. Okay, I think I did that right so far. That's a load off. Uh, welcome 
uh, to the show where I have consistently for 115 episodes shit on Netflix and will continue to do so again today. Uh, uh, to wrap up the point that we started the show with, John, it's probably Netflix's fault, right? As soon as they made their first original. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. As soon as they, they realized... made their first original, that's when Disney and HBO and everyone else was like, well, why the hell are we giving them content? And thus it began. So once again, it's their fault. It's totally their fault. And now they're so meta that they're airing, they're created a show called Blockbuster, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually not that bad. It's not great. In perfect Netflix form, it's not a great show. It's also not bad. It's not bad. I watched the first episode, and I did expect better from that cast. It. It'll get you there. I don't know. It's Netflix's quality control. I watched the whole thing. I binged it just because it's 10 episodes, I think, and it's, like, short. So, okay, let it play. Uh, Was I invest? No, I mean, I guess I'm as invested as I was in Space Force, which is to say, knowing Netflix. It was fun watching you, Blockbuster. Like, it's over, right? Like, I guess it's uh, (laughs) not... The good ones don't always make it anyway. So. <laughs> uh, they they just can't do sitcom. They can't do sitcoms over there. They've been trying, man. And they bring out big names. They got Jamie Foxx to do a dad show, right? Yeah. That one nowhere. And then they bring out big, like Kevin James doing like a NASCAR car repair shop show or something. I don't know. Went nowhere. Like they just, for some reason, can't hit that sitcom sweet spot. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, they want like the Arrested Development um, success again, but they didn't create that. They bought it. <laughs> exactly right. Most of yeah, their, most of their sitcom successes come from shows that they just kind of inherited. Yeah, um, they're looking for their office. They're looking for their superstore, but again, shows they didn't make, which is oddly weird because now Peacock is good at that, right? Like they're good at finding those. They 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 made them before, so now just. It is kind of weird to see how Netflix was never really good at making original content, and now they're really suffering because the streaming services are run by studios yeah. who've run network television who know how to make fucking shit, right? Like, they know how to do this stuff. <laughs> yes. Paramount's like, this isn't hard. Like, <laughs> we just need to put Kevin Costner in seven different things. We'll do this. We've done it before. We'll keep doing it. Like, it's We've been doing hard. it for 100 years, and we're not going away, is <laughs> right? what they're saying. Yeah. That's their I- answer to Netflix. They're like, Right, obviously, right? Fine, we'll we're, start our own fucking streaming service. We're good. We're fine. Right? Like HBO knows how to make stuff. Nobody's ever been doubting that. It's you know, Disney, as they went out and bought everything under the moon, it's like, oh cool. I didn't know you guys owned that. That's my experience with Disney Plus lately, is always going into like the sections outside of the Marvel and Star Wars, right? And going yeah. into like the Nat Geo or into the Star and being like, Oh my god, you own that. Well, isn't that interesting, right? Like, it's just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, right? Yeah. yeah they got, like, because they have a pretty deep catalog of all the FX shows now, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. So that's that show that was so buzzy, but I never heard about because it, it was on FX. And who had an <laughs> FX streaming service? Nobody, right? Nobody but has yeah. FX. But, that was the problem. Right? Yeah. You might have it, but you don't know how to access it on demand, right? Like, it's, yeah. you know, FX for me is where I watch, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine repeats. Are you coincidentally wearing an NBC sweater right now? Oh, I've got a half peacock. No, I got a <laughs> my Murakami pump. Okay. It's a full peacock. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's <laughs> that's the updates in the streaming. Like what do you got for MCU? Like were you thinking of something or just Yeah, was yeah, it... yeah. So I yeah, I'm kind of interested, like I said, I'm sort of interested in Wakanda Forever which comes out on the same day as our podcast usually. Well, hopefully people will take time out of their days to do both. (laughs) Yeah. We're not competing anyways. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't think we're trying to track box office numbers against our listeners on Friday, but (laughs) I do think it's fair to go into our production meetings on Monday morning saying, I think our weekend drop uh, was due to the Wakanda opening. Yeah. Is it bad that I'm like more, I'm sort of more invested in it because of like how they're moving forward? Like that, is it shitty of me that that part of that story is one of the things that interests me in, of it? 
Well, I mean, I guess the phrase morbid curiosity wouldn't exist. Oh, if yeah. it wasn't for certain kind of right. Like it's it's fair to be like, I wonder how they handled this. Right. Like, that's fine. Um, it's a question worth asking if you're curious about how the MCU plans to go forward. I mean, it's fair, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, I will tell you this much. I think the the overall driving uh, reasoning for why somebody's going to go see this movie is probably the same thing, right? It's kind of the idea of like, I wonder how they did this. Um, I guess it's a gross way of saying that. Yeah, man, I think interest might be higher in this only because of that than if yeah. this was just to happen to be a sequel. Where Chadwick happened to be in it as well, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like the, I think that kind of like perks my interest, but then knowing that factor makes me excited for how like how invested I I know that the cast and crew have been and how they're trying to make the best movie ever to honor um, honor like his memory and like. You know, so that also gets me excited for, I bet it's going to be really great because everyone's like trying so hard to make it great. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I would agree. Right. Like he was impressed. He was important. He was T'Challa. He was a big part of the movie. Um, I don't want to get off on a hot take and get all <laughs> not right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I feel like a lot of this is just mystique, right? Like, um, Chadwick having been a very private person who's not like, he wasn't an influencer. Like, he wasn't trying to sell you Nikes, like, in his off time between shoots, right? Like, uh, he was an actor, he was a consummate. And because of his privacy, I think, I don't want to say he's been elevated or sort of like pedestaled in a weird way. But there's been a lot of actors in the MCU who've kind of passed, right? And it's like, well, we're going to recast that person real quick, right? And it's like, huh. no one, no one's questioned it. Um, you know, Harrison Ford is now Thad- Thaddeus, and it's like, nobody's crying for William Hurt, right? Like, it's a little strange to me, but I get it. I'll take it. Like, I feel like I was early on saying, well, I don't know. Can't they recast T'Challa? Because it's just T'Challa. It's not not Chadwick. Like it's, that's a person. Mm-hmm. Um, still, that still felt weird to me too. Yeah. I, I totally agree that we do need to have like less emotional attachment to the actors playing the characters. Like they should be able to just recast whoever they want for Tony Stark every fucking three years. If they want, like that shouldn't yeah. matter. It's like I, I, a Broadway show. They don't like yeah. hold that standard, right? It's a, it, it's it's an odd one for T'Challa specifically, right? Because it's just a character that's existed in the comic book anyways prior to, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't like a wasn't even like a unique original movie script that had nothing to do with anything, and it just happened to be. It, I think it would be a lot. You know what? It'd be different. It was like. This is weird, but it's like, let's say it was Stallone. And it was Rocky 2. Right? And now there's like murmurs about how they want to recast Rocky for Rocky 3. I think that's where you'd be like, I, I, Stallone kind of is Rocky. Right? Like, it's kind of like, I don't know if we want to recast that one. He wrote the character. Mm-hmm. He directed it. Like, that's his thing. Uh, like, is he cool with this somehow? Do we know? Like, you'd want all that information. But it would be really weird. Whereas yeah. I don't know with T'Challa, right? Like it's, it's okay. Comic book characters, they're just like Shakespeare characters. Like <laughs> they're already established characters. Yeah. Like I don't care who plays Marcuzio. No, I, I get I get the I get the idea of like honoring the legacy due to like the actor himself was quite like the extraordinary man, right? Mm-hmm. That's fair. I get that. But it's you can do that without having to like erase a character out of like i mean this is also the flexibility of the mcu though right think about it um get to why you're excited i'll tell you why you're actually excited and it's not morbid curiosity john i just wanted to rant and rave for a few minutes and make myself sound cool but that's not really it 
the reason you're actually excited is because of Lord Feige, the one in whom we trust, right? You just want to see how he does this too, because it's like it's been like 15 years of just 25 movies and shows of stuff of where we're constantly like he's going to run out of steam at some point. Um, and he yet continues to interweave a web that gets like more and more intricate, more and more dense, more and more layered. Where entire industries exist for like Easter egg hunters because of this guy. That's what you're kind of curious about. I think you want to see how what can he do it again? Because I think you and I and everyone else who's kind of not MCU fatigued, just kind of like still going with the ride. Here's the real morbid curiosity. I think we just kind of want to know. We want to be there for when he fucks up. Right? I, I yeah yeah. I often try to tell myself, like, all of the uh, original films, the origin stories, the prequels, even a lot of the, like, threequels, weren't that great in the original series either. Like, phase one, phase two, a lot of those movies weren't that great. And then The Avengers uh, was exciting, you know, like... After a little while, we remember just those ones and then have fonder memories of the old ones because of it. Yeah, and listen, the MCU is now McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. 30,000 locations around the world. There was a time when they were just like springing up, right? <laughs> yeah. And they were, they were just learning how to make hamburgers fast. That's all they were trying to do. Well, and we were there for that. That's why it's like, that's why I think we're all at this point of like, how is... How much of like how much is Feige's brain alone worth to Disney? Mm-hmm. Right? It, that, there's no amount of money that you can pay this guy. I don't think that would would quantify it. Right? That, okay. So for sports, for example, because I, I like to put it into sports terms for our like or sports listeners. LeBron is considered underpaid, even though he's the highest one of the highest paid athletes in the NBA. But he's considered underpaid because he can't be paid more. There's like the cap. There's the limit. Uh, but what he brings to the industry, what he brings to the NBA far outweighs what he like actually gets paid. Right. Like his worth to them isn't reflected in what he gets paid, which is kind of Feige ish in that you can probably give this guy like a million shares a year if you want. But when he's responsible for like 30 percent growth, of your company. And like that's can't give him enough billions to be like, yeah, man, that's fair, right? Like it's because it would just be obscene, <laughs> right? Like that kind of puts him up there where like he could be muscling around guys like Bezos or Musk, right? Because it's like he's worth a hundred billion technically to Disney. That brain is, but right. how do you actually reward him? Who knows? So let's see. Let's see how long he keeps going. Let's see how much they can keep making him happy. Because um, they got something there, right? Like Disney is like one of those. They can't let him go. No. no can't let him no. go. No. DC tried apparently before they went to James Gunn. So, And he was like, I'm quite happy where I am. But I imagine that would have been the biggest free agent signing ever. DC lures Kevin <laughs> Feige. <laughs> right it would have been one thing to be like hey man the next batman movies can be really good but it would have been also interesting to see how marvel would have just imploded on itself over the next <laughs> 10 years right? that's that's a deal and a half i am um, i uh, don't know when i'm going to edit in our usual music <laughs> so we didn't do like a break and then like a hey everybody <laughs> mm. You can do it now. <laughs> Spring it in now. It's never too late. I'll just put it in now. Yeah. Okay. C Plus Productions proudly presents Can You Confirm That? Starring Gorov Wander and John Brown. Pop in my head a little bit. Let's go. So I, so I was 
talking about um, uh, a liquor. Do you know on the weekend? Do you know why uh, some Irish creams and like cream liqueurs uh, don't have to be refrigerated? I know the answer to this. I think okay. I could be incorrect, but I don't want to ruin it and take the steam out of your oh, tell engine me what you think. or the wind out of your sails. I believe it's because of the the way, um, because it's mostly European, right? You're talking Irish base. They okay, have different like ways Billy's. of doing their milk, right? Like <clears throat> they don't. Um, I don't believe they pasteurize. One of the things. Um, and if they do, I don't believe it's like the same way as here, right? Like there's North American dairy farmers have to do some shit to their milk that's different than European people, and that's why it lasts longer, I believe, in Europe too. Well, you're uh... you're right. Or, like I don't know. That's my guess or theory because it's like I I know it's different for eggs over there too. And yeah, like they do a lot of stuff different in Europe so that it's not so. Um, I don't know. Tyson Foods. You know what I mean? Like, it's not so every documentary you've ever seen on Netflix about the food industry in North America. Um, so, you're right about it being the the, the dairy. Um, it's actually not real cream in, like, a Bailey's Irish cream when we drink it in, in here, like, in North America. Oh. Because it's an import. They have to use, like, a powdered, like, stuff in the recipe because it would spoil before it even got here or the boat or whatever. Well, isn't the, they just, they don't have a local place to make it. No. So it's like a creme fraiche, like the, like a, 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 an item that has like such a short shelf life that it would not, it can't travel. So it's fake whenever it's an imported thing, like uh rum chata, um, mm. <laughs> Interesting. Bailey's Irish cream and that kind of stuff. It's always like, where it's made, like in Ireland or whatever, it's real cream, but just not here. Oh, that's fascinating. I would have figured that they just had like a factory or a plant here that made it locally, but had to use local like milk, right? Like our cream ingredients versus uh, like, I mean, listen, man, I know that they're not using real fucking water from the Rocky Mountains when I drink my Coors, right? <laughs> I know that's some Lake Ontario shit that's getting filtered. But it's just a Rocky Mountain certified. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Have you ever had a kokanee in actual Alberta? It's a much fucking different experience, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I maybe have had a kokanee in BC. So yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, and yeah, it does. It's, it's, it's like, oh, this actually is the water from the fucking kokanee yeah. river or whatever the hell it is. It's better for sure. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Okay, so they just yeah. they have to use like space. Well, like astronaut ingredients. It's like tang. Yeah, basically. So it got me thinking about other items that I refrigerate or want to at least refrigerate that don't need to be refrigerated. Um, <laughs> like, for example, okay. ketchup. Do, do you keep your ketchup in like in a cupboard or something like that? Or do you put it in the refrigerator? <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to give you the caveat with me. Uh, I know it shouldn't be. It doesn't need to be. I've gone to restaurants. I've seen it on the tables. Okay. Right? You go. You see the little red fucking squeeze tube. You know that thing is not cold. Yeah. Right? You pick it up. It's warm. Yeah. So you know it can. Uh, but I have the thing, man. It's like you break the seal. God is in the fridge. Like most things say refrigerate after opening. And I have a feeling if I was to grab my ketchup right now, it would say refrigerate after opening because it's not made to be out it's not one of those ketchups there I'm totally are ketchups glad. i'm so glad you're are, saying that there are I'm ketchups so glad. that are made to be left out i'm sure i'm so glad you're saying that because it if you look it'll say no need to refrigerate <laughs> Ooh. i'm not gonna pause the show to go check my fridge right now but i believe you i do mm -hmm. that's one of the interesting things is that you're a psycho crazy person if you just leave it out, but <laughs> like you're kind of a monster for just leaving it out on the counter or like 
in your like corner cupboard lazy susan or something like that but uh you don't have to refrigerate it you know what's another one for me that i know is in my fridge and i don't need to maple syrup maple syrup totally do you keep honey in the fridge actually no see the honey oh, i keep out it sits out good. by like my salt pepper sugar right like it's yeah. just out where the um i i now I'm thinking I should though it might make my honey last longer. <laughs> last longer, <laughs> like, is but it, but is that true? No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I use the refrigerator to push expiry dates on all kinds of things. Like, um, yep, I wish bread. I could, John. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. yeah, I agree with that. I I unfortunately, John, have a fridge right now that has been possessed since the day I I took ownership of it. Um, <laughs> it has something in it that refuses to let things live in my fridge um i'm running like a six arm and hammer box deep in my freaking fridge <laughs> at all times uh and i've got like a, a a i don't know what every three weeks is it's not by tri-weekly i guess a tri-weekly schedule <laughs> of like getting everything out of there cleaning it down and putting it all back in right nothing really lasts like things actually go bad much quicker than they should. Really, eh? Huh. Much fucking quicker. Now the breads will make it, right? My my policy with my breads are this. They sit out, they're on the counter. I learned this from my European friends. Leave it out. Except I'm Canadian and I don't trust Mr. Weston. And I don't know how he makes his breads. Uh so my policy is uh the day you hit the plastic tab. The little cardboard tab thing that's got the expiration date on it is the day it goes in the fridge. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. where I get my extended bread length. Uh, you got to put it in like a little early. I don't want to put it in right in the last day. I want it to go in fresh. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, it's as fresh as it's going to be. Once it goes in the fridge, it'll never be fresh again. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it, it's you got to kind of wait because. Even like two days before the expiration date, when you pull out a nice soft piece of bread from the counter to make your stuff, you're like, oh, it's so fresh. But you put it in the fridge a week early, you pull it out, you want to make something, you're like, oh, look at this fucking cold ass fucking bread. Right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's just not the same. Yeah. But unfortunately, I got to play this game where it's like, okay, how long do I keep my apples out? Yeah. Apples in the fridge are out. What are you doing? <laughs> I. Yeah, see, I keep them in the fridge, totally. Right when you got them? Yeah, I throw them. I would, that's where I would I keep love them. the freedom to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember those days. I, I mean, I visit, goes... I visit my folks, and I'll be like, oh, my goodness, look how much stuff is in here, and it just stays in here. Yeah. And it's like, not with me, man. I got to leave my apples out. And then as soon as I feel like, okay, it's been too much, they get into the fridge. That gives me a couple more days. That's about yeah. it. I put them no. in right away. There's there's nothing to do. Nothing goes bad in my fridge. Nothing goes bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I've got I have some sort of and I'm well aware that at this point it's the fridge. You know what I mean? It's like one of those people who moves into a house and they're like, I I might have ghosts. I don't know. And then they call the plumber, the plumber takes a look and they're like, No, all your all your pipes are fine. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. It's not that. And then you call like the attic guy, the attic guy checks everything, and they're like, No, everything's fine up here. I've done everything I can, and I've come to the conclusion that this thing is just something's wrong. Like beyond, it's like the the bo car on Seinfeld. No matter what you do, it's there. So um, I try to. I mean, I, it's I, <laughs> it's I, like I live a very European fridge life, man. If it's in the freezer, I feel great. <laughs> Sounds like it's um, haunted a little bit. Like Ed and Lorraine Warren are going to show up. It's 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 not fun. I, uh... <laughs> huh. Sorry oh, to hear fuck. your woes. Where, where are you? Where are you for butter? Like, do you leave butter out on the counter? Uh, okay, majority of my butter lives in the freezer because I got so many fridge concerns. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I've got a uh, what I would say is a uh, I'm on a rotation. Take a butter stick out of the freezer. Uh, you get half of it left in that little butter thing that goes in the fridge. <laughs> that you don't really trust, right? A little flappy thing. 
you know, you get to put some butter in there. Uh, and then the other butter sits out on my little butter dish. Um, but man, you gotta be, how quick are you with that though? No, I keep I, all my butter in the fridge. I only use it to cook. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, I've got, I have soft butter, but, yeah. uh, I'll tell you this, man, don't be, don't be living the rich man's lifestyle with soft butter, right? <laughs> it just, <laughs> cause it doesn't, it doesn't last. Right. And you'll know when it's bad. And, and those listening, you know, when it's bad, right? Cause it starts tasting like weird apples. And it's like, I didn't spread apples on my toast. What the fuck? And then you're like, oh, this butter's got to go. Uh, so then you, you figure out what your rotation thing is. And now, in these times, with this inflation, come on, man. I'm putting, just, I'm putting, I'm putting out a cube every two days and hope and that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm just thinking about what you said. The rich man's <laughs> lifestyle. And I just think it's a perfect way to like, hey, hold up. Did you have... Did you have... Room temperature butter as a kid. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always had butter out. If you one of those things, spoiled, like, spoiled yeah, brat, right. you're spoiled. Some of you people didn't grow up with sugar cubes and buttered rounds, <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> when I was a kid, we just had butter out all the time, and I could just spread it on everything. We had it in the cupboard. Well, I mean, listen, it's a funny time, right? Because there was a. <laughs> It wasn't just so long ago that you would actually have had to have just churned it anyways. You weren't going to be fucking able to fridge it. Like, and the grand scheme of things, fridge and butter is like babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've been fridge and butter for like a lot less time than there's been people believing in like, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> I was looking for the youngest religion, but there's so many of them right now. It's Vogue. Oh. People are creating them every day. Scientology? Scientology's got to be, what, younger than fridges? No? Is it uh, Mormon? Mormon's like a pretty Mormon's, good age Mormon's to be old yeah. enough, though, but I would, I would, I don't know. I think that's more like, I mean, I think Mormonism was taking shape when, like, Ben Franklin was, like, flying kites with a key, right? Yeah, that's, that's to me, is like the, is the newest, most, like, taken serious religion. Sure. <laughs> I think there's equal. I think there's just as many people who take Scientology equally as seriously, right? You like, do, yeah. Okay, all right. Hey, man. Listen, the Latter Day Saints, their annual report, their numbers—they make a lot of dough. They do, but it's just as like you'd be surprised how much like Tom Cruise actually donates towards the Scientology Church, right? Like, it's, sure, they're not poor either. Um, I mean, if we're if we're judging religions based on how wealthy they are. If they were a stock exchange, they would have a bunch of whales. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you got the Catholic Church hedge fund out there trying to yeah. throw them over every day. Um, yeah, yeah they, man. They recruited, uh, like, good donators pretty quickly. But uh, I would imagine, no, but in all young religion talk, to wrap up the point, uh, before we <laughs> people are like, what the fuck was that tangent? I'm just saying Scientology would have came around at the same time as refrigerators being a common thing in everybody's house was also a thing, right? Like color mm -hmm. TVs were kicking it and everybody had a fridge. Uh, like we were in that era. So I'm just saying it's like, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, we also haven't had refrigerators for that long. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. It's not like you had a refrigerator in your house before you had a Model T in the driveway. Right. Three or four generations ago. Right. <clears throat> so Four or five now, maybe. Why are we refrigerating? Is it the preservatives? Is it the cornstarch? All the shit that we're now coming around to realize after 100 years of, like, trying to make groceries fast that, hey, guys, maybe we should have slowed down the process, right? Like, it's... um. That's why I have to live my forced European lifestyle, John. I have to keep my how long, like I'll tell you this. I guarantee your tomatoes go right into the fridge when you come home from the grocery shop. No, you know what? Actually, I'm pretty good with a uh, tomato, but I do put like potatoes in the fridge. <clears throat> Ooh, I've not done that. I always look for a cool dark place. Uh oh. so they can live with my onions and they can all go bad together at the same time. 
<laughs> See, fridge is cool and dark. <laughs> That's actually fair. That's fair. Man, I don't have room for potatoes in my fridge, I don't think. Oh, geez, what about pickles? Are you right? pickles in the fridge guy? Uh, I'm not a pickles guy in general in my life. Oh, okay. But if I were to keep pickles for, let's say, cocktails, you know, we have our cocktail night and you have like those fucking cocktail pickles, uh, I would put them in the fridge because I wouldn't want to be giving people warm cocktail pickles. Right. Right. I'm no. not a monster, John. I know. What no. <laughs> Nothing pickled. Do you have like a, do you have like a hot banana peppers or anything like that? No, that's like my dad's territory. All like the pickled mango and pickled this and pickled that. Um, not my thing. I'm not a big pickled guy. Uh, it's just to me, it's like, why? Um, uh, it, I guess, <laughs> and I guess it's the funniest thing because this is the holdover of like, well, they pickled things back in the day, Gorov, so that they could make them last longer, you dipshit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've got a fridge now. <laughs> <laughs> that cucumber gets as many days as it wants, but that's it. <laughs> it's too bad that that cucumber didn't taste like a pickle. <laughs> Trust me, the way cucumbers live in my fridge, it becomes a pickle pretty damn quick. <laughs> I'm scared for you in this fridge. I'm worried that you're going to croak. I, 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 I do enjoy it for one reason. I just know that the next place I end up in life, uh, my fridge will not be that full of things. I think I'm going to live that peach basket existence in the pantry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done the research, which is to say I've Googled images of pantries that are refrigerated. Like a walk-in pantry that's got, like, you know, cedar floors and wooden shelves and stuff, but it's also kind of cool in there. Not too cool, but cool enough that you can just leave a head of lettuce on the shelf, right? Like, I kind of love that, and I kind of want to do that. Um Mainly because, John, if you're anything like me, your freezer's probably full. And when it's too full, you just have to look for more room. And one of our friends, our good friends, Danby. Danby can help you with the deep freezer needs that you might have. <laughs> you just Are you doing an ad read? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be. From our good friends at Danby. Okay. So, anyways, like the pantries... Well, like that was good. We gotta we gotta work those muscles once in a while. Get these ad reads out. Uh, but that pantry man that I saw was amazing because you just have like imagine like those fucking peach baskets, like you know the giant peach baskets. You know exactly. You throw fucking softballs in them at the at the CNE right or sure. or other fairs when you're trying to win things. Um, but imagine that just full of green peppers and uh like squashes and all of the things that when you go to the grocery store. Are not in a fridge. Is that not our first clue as to what should and should not go into the fridge, John? Did you grow up right. in a house? Did you grow up in a house with a cold cellar? Um, man, I grew up in a house with a cold cellar, uh, a fridge, like a second fridge in the basement, <laughs> and like a deep chest freezer because like you never know when meat's on sale. Yeah. Yeah, me, right. I, me too. Exactly. I had we had a second fridge in the like in the basement that was like a an antique looking like fifties or forties fridge. You know, my dad would load up with like beer or whatever if if he wanted to nope. put it in there. Well, where's all the had, overflow milk and juice gonna go, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we had a deep freeze. Um, you know, and then the main fridge, and then we um had a bar fridge too. Yeah, right now, uh, I've just got a little bar fridge for my soda pops and carbonated waters and all those things. Yeah. Um, and then I got a fridge that I can barely use. <laughs> uh, and I got a freezer that is stuffed to the brims because uh, that's, just, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, bacon's on sale, John. You've got the luxury of buying two packs, probably putting two packs in your little deli thing in your fridge and being like, I'll be fine. Uh, not I. Right. Because by the time I'm working through my first pack of bacon, that second one's browning for some reason. Like what? <laughs> why, why is my bacon not pink anymore? So this is why it's like when I'm buying like bacon on sale, they immediately end up in the freezer, right? <laughs> like sausages immediately into the freezer, right? Like it's just, 
It's not a fun time. If, it, I, if there's meat in my fridge and it just came from the grocery shop, it's because I know I'm using it tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> That's it. I totally didn't expect to trigger you so much with this topic. <laughs> there are things that I, it's like my shames, my private shames. And you're just like, you brought it. You, 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 <laughs> it's, you asked me about something that I, I, I tried to keep hidden for so long. You're but, like, I don't want to talk about fridges, John. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to know my thoughts i'll tell you what the only thing i'm like happy about is the fact that i got the eggs the way i get them um i mean listen this is my 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 food awakenings to the european food structure began uh i want to say four years ago maybe six four to six years ago when i first learned that they don't put them in the fridge did you know this no. Europeans do not put their eggs in the fridge. Uh, yeah, no. They There's just a leave them out reason. on the counter? There's a specific reason, and I'll tell you what it is. In the U.S. and Canada, when you don't put your fridge uh, eggs in the fridge, you're going to get salmonella. We right. know this, so we've put our eggs in the fridge. Now, how are you thinking Europeans are just getting away with just leaving eggs out on the counter for a week at a time and not getting salmonella all the time? They're fresh. Well, that's one of them. Yeah. But it's also in how they process the eggs. Americans and Canadian egg farmers actually wash, like, the eggs and, like, they strip the cuticle, like, the outer layer. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes the shell not get contaminated and stuff. But without it, you need to put them in the fridge. Otherwise, they're going to get bacterial infection from the inside. Whereas in the European side of things, and this is where it becomes very European very fast, John. <laughs> it is illegal for you to be a chicken farmer in Europe and not have all of your chickens vaccinated against salmonella. There's the dirty word. <laughs> He didn't say the V word, did he? (laughs) I'm sorry, but I did. The Europeans vaccinate all of the chickens on the farms against salmonella. And then that way, they don't have to do this whole egg wash thing on the outside. The cuticle stays intact. And refrigeration would actually make the, the reverse happen. You would actually have mildew and growth and contamination on the inside of the egg if you were to refrigerate European eggs. So... For all of our good friends who have been thinking about making the move to Europe, I encourage you to do it. Europe's a beautiful place. But at times like these, and inflation being what it is, and grocery budgets being what they are, let me save you some money on that first grocery trip in London or Spain or wherever you might be. Leave those eggs out. Do not think you're being smart. Put your European eggs in a European fridge. And then get give yourself salmonella a week later. Like the absolute reverse is the craziest part to me. Totally, that's totally weird. It's um, but I've had fresh like fresh eggs from um direct from the chicken. Oh yeah, that's the best way to be. Yeah, and they are like the shell is different. Oh yeah, that's that's um, that's uh, the beauty of having like um, I believe you can get away with it where you are in your neck of the woods. They, they've got the bylaws in place for you to have, like, a uh, a chicken in the backyard. Yeah, um, I think so. so. That, all right, I, I believe so, man. That, that, I mean, I don't know if you can get away with it on a balcony in a condo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> worth looking into, though. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> this is the kind of shit, right? People are, are laughing and joking about it, but it's kind of like, man, we are going into something that most people – of our age, haven't witnessed. Only our parents are, have been around for like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, gas rationing was a thing. You couldn't get gas on a Wednesday if your license plate ended it in an even number. You had to wait till fucking Thursday. Mm. Okay, that's a real thing that happened in the 80s, right? And like, interest rates being double digits, a thing that happened in the 80s. Inflation going through the roof where, where bread costs like ridiculous amounts happened. Mm-hmm. Are we built for that? No, I don't think we're built for it the way our parents' like generation was because they didn't have all of the, I don't want to say the built-in conveniences of life. During the 
pandemic, when there was no inflation, ordering a banana and having Instacart deliver it <laughs> felt stupid, but it felt fun. Now it just feels stupid, stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, well, that fucking banana jumped a lot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the service fees have jumped a lot because they got to pay for more gas. Not like gas has gone cheap, right? Like, that's built into it. So now you're kind of like, well, what the fuck? Yes, I'll get up off my ass and go get the bananas. And then you kind of get there and you're like, maybe I only need three. Yeah. All right. So how long can this go on, John, before <laughs> me and you end up at city council demanding bylaws be made that everyone be able to keep a fucking chicken on their balcony? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my egg budget is out of control. And free bananas. I want a goat and a chicken. I know having a cow is asking too much, but I will adapt to goat milk. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> In these trying times, we all make sacrifices. I'll learn how to make oat milk, I, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you you tell me how to milk a coconut. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, man. That's, it's, I have the space on this patio. I could totally keep a chicken out there. I have the space. I'm telling you, like, it's community gardens. It's a thing. Uh, I'm, I'm shit you not, man. My parents in their backyard, they've got a pretty, they got a pretty big backyard, right? They got, they got lucky in the sense that, like, they live in a court and every court has one house, which somehow has every backyard in the neighborhood touching it. Uh, and like, that's my parents. <laughs> they got like nine backyard neighbors somehow. <laughs> uh, and because of that, they've got ample room. My dad loves to, like, plant things. So you get tomatoes, you get cucumbers, uh, you get some squash from time to time. A lot of things come out of that nice little garden in the backyard. And uh, you know there's a recession or something's happening when the neighbors are asking, like, hey, you guys didn't drop off your weekly, like, you know what I mean? Because my parents have so much that kind of comes out of that backyard. They can't hand out enough of it, right? Like, they can only give me so many goddamn cherry tomatoes before they go bad in my fridge, right? Um, so they can which hand is, out as Which is right away. Which is right away. My mom gave me, like, I want to say three pounds of cherry tomatoes. Uh, I went fuck for, like, seven days crazy, man, just making every cherry tomato recipe I could. Uh, and the other half I just had to toss out. Didn't have the heart to tell anyone, right? Um, that's how it is. Uh, but I knew things were bad when when... The neighborhood folk are like, hey, need those tomatoes, right? Like my, my, my dad and my mom, uh, like they got a, they're old, right? They get sick. They, they, they want to not do things for a couple of days because they got to recoup. Um, so the, the regular Friday harvest didn't happen, right? Uh, the, the go into the backyard and break all the tomatoes and stuff off. And then the Saturday morning wash and then the Sunday morning drop off to the neighbors. Right. So so the Monday comes around and you got people coming by being like, hey, guys, did we do something to upset you? <laughs> <laughs> my mom's telling me, I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, my mom's like, no, no. Like, listen, we just we got a little sick and like, well, we'll get them to you. Don't worry. And it's just literally like, OK, because like got a couple of recipes. I was meal prepping around your tomatoes. <laughs> it's just like, OK. All right. Jeez. I, I didn't know they had so many dependents. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> wow, I I can't believe how triggered you are by refrigeration. I think that's incredible. Got any any other scabs you want to pull out today while you got me? You got like a you got like a pickup truck with like fuck Maytag on the back of the window, windshield or whatever. <laughs> Driving with the fuck Trudeau guys. <laughs> yeah fuck Maytag Maytag's uh, <laughs> hard to avoid man it's like the same company makes like nine different brands of those things <laughs> if Maytag's listening I actually love your products oh yeah me too yeah for sure no I, I, I mean, don't dislike <laughs> I'm just if saying like, if, if Maytag's like listen it's not us we can solve this problem with a brand new fridge for you right now son I've got no problem with that <laughs> The guys at sure. LG, LG can fuck me. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but I, if they want to like donate yeah. a TV or something like that, I, 
I, I generally like I have a philosophy and it's harder and harder to live by now because of just the way things go. But my, my general philosophy was always like, don't buy your appliances from the guys who make your cell phone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, don't don't buy a Samsung washer dryer because they make your phone. Doesn't make sense. How can they do that? Right. <laughs> right. Like the guys that Maytag do that. That's what they do. Right. Like they make fucking washers and dryers. Nothing else. It's not like they're all, like, you know, like if Maytag tried to sell you a cell phone tomorrow, would you buy it? Right. Yeah. You know, like if kitchen, probably not. If KitchenAid rolled out and was like, hey guys, uh, we got a laptop for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, would would you buy a KitchenAid laptop? No. Right. And like, but it's hard to ignore it because like the deals become better and then it just becomes a sprawl out before you know it. Got a Samsung microwave to go with your laptop, right? Yeah. Just how it is. And like LG is kind of the same fucking way. Sony uh, was the first to do that for sure, right? But does Sony make a fridge? So why well, they used to have Sony stores where they yeah, just but, sold you everything. No, yeah, but John, you walked into a Sony store, they sold you what Sony was good at. They had Blu-ray players, televisions, DVD players, uh, a PlayStation. I never once saw a Sony fridge. <laughs> range combo like you never saw a sony dishwasher it's not like it would be it would have been fun if like sony had bought like bosch right because that's like kind of feels like their kind of thing I'd be like <laughs> hey man check out this bosch like dishwasher you can get with like a 65 inch tv but that was you know like panas that's more panasonic's game isn't it yeah isn't it isn't it panasonic's game to be like you want a microwave with your tv <laughs> you can get a both the canadian tire <laughs> you know what i mean like it's Shit, they do. Yeah, they sell everything. I think. All right. So it, there's there's certain things, and like I I I knew the second I I inherited this LG fridge that I was not happy. Because <laughs> like Samsung, you can kind of live with because you've kind of come around to the like Samsung and appliances are the same way. Like we've now accepted Hyundai as car makers. <laughs> right. There was a long time where we did it. <laughs> we were like Tiburon, huh? It's cute. It's cute. But that was you, it, right? You know what's a weird? Uh, would you buy a Yamaha motorcycle or a Yamaha guitar? <laughs> right. And, but the thing is, they're known for both, and they're both great. Like, yeah. And and so Yamaha is another one, right? Because Yamaha, man, like, bro, I could also sell you an outboard motor for your boat, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like if you want <laughs> to go with your keyboard. Crazy <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. No kidding. Crazy shit. Yamaha's crazy. They sell like drums. Yeah. I think they make every Yamaha instrument. does. Yamaha don't give a fuck. Philips. <laughs> Philips does not give a fuck either. They're like, yo, you want me to change a light bulb for you, or do you want to shave your beard? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's crazy, oh, man. So I, I've always tried to be like, hey, man, let's let's stick to the people who are good at what they do. Uh, and you know who's really good at what they do, John? Danby. Our friends at Danby <laughs> are amazing when they come to deep freezers and upright freezers. For all your chicken strips and chicken nuggets, when they go on sale and you got to load up all that extra lean ground beef when it goes on sale, during this time, you know, load it up in a Danby freezer. <laughs> I don't even know where I would buy a Danby freezer. I guess danby.com slash can you confirm that. Use our promo code ZYCD at checkout. <laughs> And for our local listeners in the KW area, <laughs> if you want to make your way down to the Danby outlet in Guelph, where you can pick yourself up a nice scratch and dent appliance at a great discount, hardly any dings, but all of the savings, let them know that we sent you, because I really want to know how that goes. <laughs> I would try to make another, but I really don't know what products Danby sells. <laughs> oh. oh, this is what I'm telling you. They're really good at what they do. It's pretty much just fridges and freezers, man. Okay. They might have the odd, like, hood fan, I guess, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All your wine wine bar needs. Oh, goodness. Does Yamaha make boats and Ski-Doo's and shit, too? Uh, well, Ski-Doo and Ski-Doo are their own company. So those guys make those. But Yamaha definitely makes, like, motors for boats, yeah. right? Like, okay. you can definitely get one of those, like, those rip ones. <laughs> you know what it is. Do that noise you know again? One more time? Ah, that's good. <laughs> the amount of times in my life I'll do something like that, and people will immediately be like, can you do that again? And I'll be like, oh, no, I really don't want to. 
in the moment I make a lot of those kinds of things, and you know, I regret it. Actually, could like you don't I have could, to do I it. I could okay? recreate it if I okay. need to. I could. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I can recreate it because I, I when I was I was a child, I was like maybe the age of like ten, eleven, twelve. I saw a stand-up comedian on the television doing something that was so risque and provocative to me at the time, <laughs> uh, which was describing every motorcycle as the name brand. Like you ever you ever heard of Yamaha and how it sounds? It's always like Yamaha. Right. Oh, I was like, okay. oh, yeah, that's funny. That's so funny. And then he's like, <laughs> and, and like when you see a Honda, it's always like, Honda. and I'm like, this is the joke. This is the joke of the century, guys. And then he's like, and my favorite, you always know they're coming because it's like, come on, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is all racist. You know what I mean? Like by the end, you realize <laughs> there is no joke here. He's really just saying each damn company. In a really racist tone, but just like pretending to move the throttle so you kind of buy it. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's how a Yamaha sounds. <laughs> but he made it not racist because he finished the joke with, and then there's always Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson. And that uh, is uh, why I do voices, I guess. You remember that fondly, right? That's in my head, man. I once did a perfect, so a perfect spinning image impersonation of Rip Torn. Ooh, that's like, a good one. Yeah. Somehow, Get that boy, Coca Cola. <laughs> some somehow, I was pl- I was uh, playing a video game with a friend, <laughs> and I just we were trying to do Rip Torn imitations, I guess, or something, and. Uh, his voice just came out of my mouth for one short second. <laughs> and him and I both stopped and like died. You're just like, then, holy shit, I did it. I did it. Like, yeah. That's it. And I have never been able to reproduce it. Oh, that's what, that happens, man. It happens from time to time. I had, I had moments specifically where I remember doing Chris Rock out of nowhere. And it was like, even I was like, holy shit, that was actually kind of good. Like that wasn't like, the normal caricature of everybody doing a Chris Rock, right? Because there's always a take where everybody's like doing, it's like a, you know what I mean? Like Chris Rock's always has that high pitched, like screechy, like you're doing yeah. it really fast and rippy, right? Like, but it was like, it nailed the cadence at the time. And I was like, oh my God. But the Clinton I once did was probably my favorite. <laughs> but everybody could, because everybody could do a Bill Clinton, but like you had to have like that specific sort of like, he had an extra beat on his pauses which is what made him Clinton, right? I was wondering if you were going to say Chelsea. I've never heard Chelsea speak. Have you ever heard Chelsea speak? <laughs> well, if I've ever even heard her talk, man, I would just go generic white girl. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Not Valley, but like kind of Upper West Side. You want to go Upper West Side, New York-ish? I, I imagine Chelsea Clinton sounds a lot like Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker does on Sex in the City, actually. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I cannot uh, validate or verify anything because I don't. I also don't know what she sounds like. So are you telling me you can't confirm that? I can't. Oh goodness! <laughs> Drop the ball that's, this week, Evan. That's the first time that's ever happened here. It <laughs> <laughs> is the first time. This week you're gonna send me some like a YouTube video of like Chelsea Clinton doing a TED talk. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna look her up. Look her up like, right after. Yeah. And I will immediately then send you like an audiobook reading by Sarah Jessica Parker and be like, told you, <laughs> told you. <laughs> That's what I want. To, I want our listeners to reply on our website about this week is what they think. What celebrity does Chelsea Clinton sound like? We're going to have that up this week. And I want you guys to go and answer. That's an interesting one. <laughs> you know what my favorite joke on Blockbuster was? What was it? Remember that time we were all hating Anne Hathaway for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because it was accurate. It was just one of those things he was like. And it was one of those things where he was genuinely honest. He was just kind of like, it was just, it was during that time where we all hated Anne Hathaway for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and it genuinely happened. <laughs> so I, should I, I, say, I should continue yeah. to watch it. Uh, go for it, man. What else are you going to do with your life? 
No, but I mean, I mean like really, like it's it's the idea of like you can give it a thumbs down, you can give it an I like it. I don't. You'll give it an I love it. Um, give me two more thumbs, Netflix. You know what I mean? Like get me back to the five star rating system that you had before. We're th- we're three of the five way there, right? It's it's almost it's almost back. You know, I have to really choose what else I watch and put my time into because I'm trying to get through 700 episodes of Naruto. So <laughs> I've got like a backlog of Narcos and Ozark. I hear the crown is something I should be watching. I don't know. I mean, there's so many things I just have never watched that I want to. I'll get to them on some time. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know, man, my TV watching is strange lately. I've, I'm also quite busy just doing things. So it's kind of like being able to put Blockbuster on was great because I didn't have to pay attention. Right? Um, it was just able to tune take, in every once in a yeah, while. And it was able to. Yeah. It was able to take place in the background, and it's not something where it's like a missing amazing art direction and cinematography by by not watching like the sweeping landscapes and shit. It's a fucking blockbuster. I can picture it in my head when I'm looking down and reading and like doing other things, right? Like oh, as yeah. it's going on, I can I can picture what's happening. It's like The Office. When you're watching mm. The Office, you can glance away to finish doing the dishes because you can kind of envision The Office, right? It's not like Game of Thrones where it's like, what does it look like? Because that adds to it. Or like Lord of the Rings because that adds to it. Or in my fucking case, watching a Swedish show. Or like I have to read these subtitles, yeah. Because I tried with the English audio. I had stuff to do. I I had I had like exams to study for, right? To put it in in the mildest and bluntest of terms, I had shit to do. But I really, for some reason, decided to just start the Spotify show on Netflix. And within the first ten minutes of it, I'm like, oh, this is pretty fucking good. All right. But after watching the first episode, I was like, there's no effing way I can watch this with the English dub. Like, it just, you know, you can tell sometimes, right? It just doesn't feel right. So I had to go to the Swedish audio, which meant I had to go to the English subtitles, which meant I had to put away my book and just sit down and watch six hours of, like, this, right? Like, that's different from a blockbuster thing where you can picture everything. You know what else is different? The Dan B experience. <laughs> check check out Dan B at danb.com. <laughs> One of these days you'll be as smooth with those ad reads as I am, John. <laughs> as smooth as the taste from a nice Coors Light. Rocky Mountain taste. <laughs> Lake Ontario proud. Nope. My goodness. Oh, wow. You know what I'm proud of? Everybody who's here and still listening to the very end of this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Jeez. Thank you guys in advance. You know, I'm going to actually take a little bold step here and thank people in advance (laughs) for uh, rating us on... uh, Apple Podcasts, because that would really help a lot. Get us in the top of the charts. <laughs> Apple Apple really cares, you know? That's well, we got deal. we were in the top 100 comedy podcasts um, for, with a little rating push before. So if we get that again, mm-hmm. that would be cool. That would be nice. Be good to get back that. Uh, what would you call that? Uh, that. Ranking. Recognition, recognition, right? That kind of thing. That tier nice. list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's important to Apple. So I guess it's important to us, right? That's just unfortunately how the world works, folks. You got to do mm-hmm. a little bit here. Uh, listen, do we love asking you? Not so much, but we love asking you because you love us, right? Like that's just the way it goes. Uh, so show your love uh, so that Apple knows you love us. Uh, and then, you know, like fuck Spotify. They, they already know you guys love us. That's not a big deal. Um, Hey, like, so what if I doesn't ask as much anymore? I've, uh, Amazon seems to know that we're loved. I get a lot of love on Amazon when I'm in that app, uh, tracking and stuff. Uh, it's Apple, you know? Tim Cook. <laughs> Tim Cook. 
they need that. Like they're like the middle child, right? Well, to them, it's like they don't really want to promote us unless they own us. And it's like now we just need to let them know that we're totally ownable. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure to rate us make and make sure to subscribe if you can. I know you can in Google. Maybe you're listening to this on an Android. Maybe yeah, any of those fantastic apps. Even the Amazon Music app. Here in that, look for us there. Uh, the Deezer. Samsung phone. Maybe the radios. Phone. I don't know. It depends on all the apps. If Here's something we haven't asked in a while, because I don't know if it actually could even be possible. Uh, but if you are a dear listener um, who is listening somewhere, but has an app that they like, and they like listening elsewhere, but we're not on it, let us know. I don't think it's possible at this point. Uh, but there's always a chance that somebody's got some obscure little podcast player that we haven't heard of. More of a marketing research tool at that point. Mm-hmm. I was curious at that point. Who could it even be, right? Like, I just want there, to know because you're probably the most unique person in the world at that point. You know what I mean? Like to me. There is an other section in analytics. And yeah, it's not specific, yeah. right? So no, yeah, and I mean, I know what most of those are, right? Like generally, like a lot of people do use Podcatcher, a lot of people do use Castbox. Still, there are these what you would call like the early podcast apps, right? Like back in the day before Spotify and Apple and Amazon and everybody started like taking over. There were those apps, and they still exist, uh, and I'm sure. But I'm curious if there's anybody who's using something that's like. Super niche because maybe I'll enjoy it because like I like listening to podcasts too. That's all. Cool. That's all. We'll do Oops. it. Find us. I can you confirm that we're on Instagram. You can send us a message. You can tell us what you're listening on. Yeah. Find us on the Insta. I'm sure we're on the Twitter, but I don't know for how long. <laughs> I'll tell Gorov you messaged us and told us, and he uh, <laughs> he will choose whether to reply or not. Probably he won't reply, but. Uh, I'll send a reply through you, John. It's fine. (laughs) My fearless messenger. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all next week. Yeah. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week. Like, that's... That's one of those ancillary prime benefits that they don't talk about, right? Is the idea that mm. now I get commercial free podcasts on their app, which means I don't listen to on average, like, well, it's not that I was listening in the first place, right? Like you are skipping them, but when you count like that, Oh no, I've skipped too far. And then you got to skip back 15. Like that's still time in your life. Probably giving myself at least a good 45 minutes back in my week. <laughs>